Welcome in on a Thursday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. How are we looking today? Glad you're with us. Um, I am hoping I got a lot of uh, emails. The majority of them really nice. Some of them just questioning what I was doing yesterday. But uh, it's it's good to be back. I will have the camera back on probably by Monday. The camera back on myself. Uh, for those that didn't know, I took kind of a tumble last weekend and screwed my face up pretty good. Uh, but uh, went uh, and got looked at and doing better. I will never, ever question when somebody has to go in concussion protocol. I'll never question that. Oh, my goodness. You think you're fine. You're doing well. And then I woke up today, and the world is spinning again. Oh, my goodness. So kind of a weird day today. So hang in there with me. Uh, but that being said, so we'll, uh, you know, kind of keep things outside and seeing some of the sunshine and some of the nicer weather and, uh, dreams of days and nights of sitting out there and, and, uh, watching the, uh, you know, watching the, the ball games on the patio, that kind of thing. So we'll, we'll do that. Uh, you know, we'll keep kind of keep it out there for the time being, but that being said, that's, uh, that's where we're at right now. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us over on Twitter, you can do it uh, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find Grant at Wisco Grant. Uh, we've got Instagram, Instagram doing well and growing, so we appreciate that. And trying to post as much as we can, too, via reels and videos and all that kind of stuff on Instagram. I uh, just uh, met, oh God, it was a couple of weeks ago with a social media person and uh, kind of learned a lot. So we're trying to do more and more and more via Instagram and TikTok and all that kind of stuff, too. But you can find us over there, Instagram, The Bill Michael Show on Instagram, The Bill Michael Show on TikTok, The Bill Michael Show on Facebook, on the Facebook fan page, and uh, YouTube. Great way to follow the program. Always appreciate it when the YouTube uh, channel continues to grow. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. Bill Michaels Show, you can find us there. And the same thing on Twitch TV, on Kick TV, on LinkedIn TV. Uh, email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That's thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Website, simply thebillmichaels.com. And then there is the app, Take Us Anywhere and Everywhere. And if you're sitting outside today, maybe you're taking a bike ride or something. Who knows? Uh, maybe you're going to head outside Simply uh, take us on The Zone, Madison, The Zone, Z-O-N-E, The Zone, Madison. Mike Quiznell. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Just popped up over on the live stream. It's uh, Well, Mike's like Puxatawney Phil. Once the Brewers get hit uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, Mike pops up. Mike is the ultimate Brewers fan. Uh, then you can also find us after the fact on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. So there you have it. Good stuff. Uh, so that being said, uh, you've got we got a lot of stuff to dig into today. I got Brandon Woodruff speaking, and we have that. You've got Halfley going to speak today with Matt Lafleur uh, up in Green Bay. We'll have that eventually for you. Uh, Giannis spoke and says it's Dame's team. We're going to get into that uh, interesting article in the uh, Journal Sentinel, all about Craig Council and the fans and the followers and all that kind of good stuff. And um, we'll get into that discussion as well. How you doing today, Grant Bills? I'm doing good. I'm feeling a little lost this week. Last night I was just watching college basketball. College basketball has been really good. I don't think there's an elite team or any elite players, but the games night tonight have been really chaotic and good. So that was my night last night. Not much going on. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, 
I, I just kind of sat Marquette, you know, you know obviously with uh, their game last night, sat and watched a little bit of that. And uh, beyond that, I didn't do a whole lot last night. Uh, the one thing I've learned about the con- – well, two things I've learned about the concussion more so than anything. One is that at any point in time, fatigue can set in so debilitating that you just have to, like, lean over and go to sleep for a while. So that's, that's, the, that's the first thing. The second thing is, is that just when you think you're past it, you it, it it comes back and for there's no reason why you're starting to overthink it and everything and sometimes it's just they tell you you know I was reading last night about all these concussion symptoms and it can just pop back up for whatever reason and you know sure enough last night I wasn't I was okay but I slept like I I, I completely got off all the medications because I'm not a fan of taking stuff so I took everything you know off last night I've just stayed with some natural natural stuff that I normally take anyway and uh, I got I, I went to bed last night at about 7.30. I slept till about 10. And I woke up. I was wide awake. And I thought, oh, I'll lay here for a couple of minutes. And, you know, and then if I can't go back to sleep, maybe I'll go downstairs, watch TV or something. Next thing I know, I woke up. It's 8.30 this morning. And, I mean, it was like my body was dead. I, like, hard to move my arms. And it was, it, I was just out and slept again where you're just so fatigued. And this morning I woke up, felt pretty good. And then as I've kind of moved around the house, uh, you get all of a sudden the symptoms come back and you're woozy and you got to sit down and the room's moving. And, you know, I, and I don't want to really take the medication because it just makes you so out of it. You, you can't function, but it does calm your stomach and calm the, the spinning stuff. So uh, hopefully I don't have to take anything throughout the show, but it's just, it's so weird. But the good news is, and it's kind of gross. The good news is that I took a shower today, and well, not that that's good news, but where it's so bad on my face from the fall, on my nose specifically, that I just haven't been able to, to, to really, I don't want to go out, I don't want to do anything, because it's, it's just grotesque. Today, that big, I hate to put it like this, but the big chunk of skin that's been on and off and on and off and on and off and scabbing over, like washed away today in the shower. So now I've got like fresh skin and I don't have that giant bulbous black bloody scab thing hanging over my face anymore. I got a little bit left, but, and I'm hoping by the, by the end of the weekend, it's gone and it looks better. But like Kristen came over this morning just to check on me and she's like, oh my God, you, you know, I still look terrible, but she's like, oh my God, you look a million times better than what you were when she left on Monday. So I'm healing rapidly. I've got a, a system and a process but I'm still not where I where I need to be. So uh, the camera stays off today. It's pretty, you saw the pictures. Yeah, you've looked better. <laughs> That's not an insult. To, that's not an insult. Uh, but you've looked better. Yeah, I can attest. Yeah. I can attest. Yeah, you you saw the pictures because all I, I remember. What did I send them to you on Sunday night or Monday or something? I can't remember when I sent them to be honest with you because I was so out of it. But all I remember was was I got like just back. Wow, just like. I can only imagine the other end of the phone going, holy, holy, he got hit by a truck or something. But yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, you, you take all the time you need. It looks like you need a, you need a little time off, yeah, uh, so. especially this week with nothing going yeah. on. You just, you feel better. Yeah. Well, uh, but uh, you know, all, all good so far. And I, I got, I'm so amped today to do the show. Cause there's just so much. I don't know whether it's the weather and I feel good because the weather was warm yesterday and it's going to be warm again today. And, I, and I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. But I just got up and I was ready to go today. I'm just just amped for the show today, 
And then the woozy kicks in, and I'm like, son of a booger. I just, God, I wish I, I just want to get past this. But I was talking to a buddy of mine last night, and uh, the guy he works with, they're, they're, um, they work at, I don't know what the, well, the factory is, but they work in this, uh, their management. And this guy's wife had fallen down a stair, and all she did was bang her head, and same thing, she had a concussion. Uh, it was two months later. She was still dealing with the symptoms before they finally she started to feel good again. I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't have two months in me. I can't do this for two months. I got to get up and move around. The problem is with the brain, you there's nothing you can do. It's just what it tells you to do, you got to do. And it's not like you can put salve on your nose or you can take a, a collagen or something to make your skin look better or, you know, you can go to the doctor and get a pill. I mean, there's nothing you can do. It just it just has to heal. So I'm just kind of waiting it out. So we'll see. Hey, last night, Marquette, by the way, did you watch any of that game? They destroyed. The, now, DePaul is, what, 0-15 now, I think, in the Big East. So they're not a good basketball team. But Marquette, that was like, that was like a, a scrimmage. That, that was, that was, DePaul's girls team was probably better than DePaul's men's team. Marquette is good. Uh, and as a Badger fan that has yeah. mixed feelings about Marquette, I can admit Marquette is very good. DePaul, I, I don't say this to take away from Marquette. DePaul might be one of the worst college They're basketball terrible. teams I've ever seen. They're the, terrible. I, th- some of those guys aren't D1 players. That's one of the worst college basketball teams I've ever seen in my life. Did you see what Rick Pitino said about St. John's? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and wow. What's, what's funny is he's complaining about a lack of athleticism. And look at what A.J. Store did. The other night for the Badgers, a St. John's transfer yeah. from last year. He jumped out of the gym on that dunk. Right. I, on, on one hand, uh, and I, I could not, you, you know, it's funny because I saw what, for those that don't know, Rick Pitino was asked about the team, the facilities, and he, he said, we have S facilities. You can only imagine what the word S stands for. We got S-E facilities. We understand it, at, you know, all, all this different stuff. And just ripped the facilities, the campus, everything. And basically said, look, we don't have the money to compete in the NIL. We don't have the ability to compete with the other teams and the other big schools out there that have money because we don't. So this is what it is. And on one hand, you go, damn, that's disheartening. And you kind of feel for them. On the other hand, I love Jay Billis's response. And – his response is 100% true. He said, as long as it stays like this, this is the way it's going to be. He said, if the, if the NCAA would just take – the NCAA is so afraid of losing money. and They created this mess to begin with because had they just given in and given money, some money to, to you know, players and athletes, this whole thing would have been avoided. But they they got to sit on their laurels. they got to sit on the pile of cash that they keep collecting. And he said all the NCAA needs to do is make these players paid employees. Just like a professor, just like, you know, the parking attendant that guards the outside parking facility of the school. Just when these guys and girls come in, they sign a contract. This is your contract. It's not for education. It is for the education, the scholarship, whatever. But you are now a four-year paid employee of the university. And then give them a minimal out clause if they do indeed want to transfer. And just like coaches, make them paid employees that you have to get bought out of a contract. So if you're going to go and enter the transfer portal, whatever school it is that you're going to go to, they have to pay 
that previous school that amount of money that's now owed back to them from the contract that you signed and make them just professionally paid employees. And this ends. And you're still giving them money. You're still spreading the wealth. You're still able to kind of afford to, you know, kind of hang on to some of these these players. And if the player does indeed get good enough to leave, it becomes somewhat of a monetary windfall for the school, for the smaller schools. Because if you cultivate a talent that's raw to the point that another big-time school wants them, well, then they're going to pay for it. And, and just make it like a business. And he said, and that avoids cutting off all of these small schools from great talented players who come to your school, get good for a year or two, and then they move on. And just when you start to have an opportunity to start thinking about getting into the NCAA tournament or what have you and possibly winning a championship, at least you get money in return. And it'd be, it, yeah, it's a vicious cycle, but at least then you're able to take that money and put it back in and invest it in to another athlete that you can then bring into your system. And it can upgrade your facility. I mean, all that kind of stuff. So I loved what Jay Billis had to say. And Jay Billis basically put it on the coaches and said, look, USOBs have been out there collecting tens of millions of dollars for years. And every time the going gets tough, you quit that job, you move on to another job, you get millions, all the boosters pay out the other boosters so you can leave, and it's a business to you. And all of a sudden, when the going gets tough and the players are getting under the transfer portal, all you want to do is bitch and whine and moan that you can't keep your good players because, oh, my God, they're going for the money. Where does that sound so familiar? Look into a freaking mirror, you hypocrites. I loved it. Loved it. And, and that's what, But the NCAA will never do anything that costs them money. They'll never do it. So we're going to have this continual spinning and whining and griping and bitching and moaning about all the transfer portal and about the NIL from all these coaches when all they got to do is look at the NCAA and just go, just pay them. Let's make them contracted employees. Just pay them. Let's do this. And and this will end a lot of these these guys just bouncing around year after year after year for bigger and bigger, bigger, and bigger NIL deals and money. And it'll end it. And for whatever reason, the NCAA just doesn't want to listen. They don't want to do it. And it's simple. And I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a, a good, uh, from a guy that's a veteran that's been around a long time, like Rick Pitino, for him to say what he said about the facilities, about the, just ripped the school, just ripped everything about him, and then went on, basically blamed his losses, his inability to, to be, you know, be tournament tough and all that kind of stuff, blamed it on the NIL, and then talked about money when this guy's bounced around and made tens of millions of dollars at many different schools throughout his career. And Billis is like, dude, it's a business. You treated it like a business. Now the players are treating it like a business. And you better figure out a way to figure it out because the, the players aren't going to stop taking money just because you're upset that you don't have good players. I thought it was fantastic. And it's true. It, it's so simple. And we all can see it. And it, when it comes down to somebody giving up a little bit of money to make the game better and make it stabilize it, it's like crazy, 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 crazy. So anyway, there you have it. Um, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Interesting article in the journal Sentinel today. The, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but it's the, the headline basically says Craig council will never lose this community by deciding to work for people who treat him better. He's one of us. Heck, he is the best of us. 
and we'll see if you agree with that when we come back. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Uh, we got a lot going on today, so uh, we're going to be bouncing all over the place, so don't go anywhere. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, PellaWI.com. Go to PellaWI.com. Right now, you can get 0% for up to 60 months. 0% for up to 60 months. Now, if you've been, say you had a deal from uh, back in January, you can go to this. You can go to 0% for 60 months. If you're thinking about windows, if you're thinking about doors, beautific- everybody starts thinking come springtime about beautification of their home. It kind of feels like springtime out. Next week's going to feel like it all over again. So if you're thinking about that, hell, I'm looking at the grass already. I'm thinking, do I need to cut this stuff? You know, I hate to cut grass in February, but I might have to. But if you're thinking about new windows, thinking about new doors, thinking about security in your home, beautification of your home, value of your home, there's no better window out there, window company to deal with in Pella. Go to PellaWI.com, PellaWI.com, or call them 855-PellaWI, and you may, may be eligible. Zero percent up to 60 months. How about that? Zero percent up to 60 months. Go to PellaWI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show. Glad to have you back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Denny. Second of National Walker's Point. Uh, they're going to be the home, as they have been. The home of our opening day broadcast. The home opener for the Milwaukee Brewers. We're going to be there. Hopefully you are as well. They're going to be running shuttles over to American Family Field. Come on down. Get yourself a Bloody Mary early. Some of the best wings you're ever going to stick in your grill. And uh, the show is going to be live that day, and I can't wait. I uh, love it. Love it down there each and every year. It gets packed. I mean, like, jam-packed. Everybody's fired up. The new season is upon us. Shuttles are running. People are doing a Bloody Mary thing. They're fired up for baseball. And then come game time, by the time we get off the air, it is maybe 10 people into place. We get a chance to just kind of pack away the equipment and just sit back and enjoy the game and just watch it unfold. It's just awesome. So come down and join us. Myself, Kevin Holden, uh, Chuck Freeman. That's been our tradition. Uh, the trio will be back together again this year down at Stenny, second in National Walker's Point for the Brewers' home opener and cannot wait. Looking forward to it. Been doing And it, it, they're, I've said it for a long time, they're like the cheers of Milwaukee. You know, just it's it's always a, a bunch of friendly faces, great staff. They take care of you. They're all over the place. Uh, that's one place that does not have trouble keeping people. They have a lot of great people that work down there and have been there a long time. And they see a lot of the faces come back each and every time, and they're just great. Great to greet you. As they say, you should be here, and I can't wait for the new Stennies to open up on Watertown Road in Pewaukee, and we're getting closer and closer and closer to that one as well. So Stenny second and National Walker's Point, the new one's coming, Watertown Road in Pewaukee. Speaking of baseball, speaking of baseball, there's an article in the Journal Sentinel today. Kurt uh, Kurt Hogue wrote this, and I am. It's intriguing. It's intriguing. I uh, one of the things that caught my eye in this Kurt Hogue um, 
whole dissertation on Craig Council. Not not to and, correct you, I just want to make sure we're right. Kurt shared this. This is some opinion oh, piece this. that Kurt shared. Oh, okay. okay. This is this some is guy a- from, his name is Marshall Eckblad from, oh, okay. he's a fan. Which, like, I don't want to correct you, I just want to make sure before we're putting this on Kurt. Cor- correct, 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 yeah. correct, correct. Because I'm watching, uh, I'm, uh, you're right, because I, uh, I see the headline now. Because uh, I see Kurt Hogue and J.R. Radcliffe discussing uh, the news of Council joining the Chicago Cubs and the video and stuff that uh, accompanies this. So anyway, uh, the, uh, quote, native son, Craig Council, has earned support for this season with the Cubs as he chases history. And it says, why a lifelong Milwaukee Brewers fan will be rooting for Chicago Cubs this season? It's an opinion piece. Um, the it, And it goes, it talks about, it's it's a good piece. It really is. Because it looks into many different things. It, it's basically a Wisconsinite that grew up here, loved the Milwaukee Brewers, loves the Milwaukee Brewers, dad worked for the Brewers, came in as a bad boy, ended up becoming a successful baseball player, goes off to Notre Dame, gets drafted, goes into the major leagues, ends up winning a a championship and being an integral part of each winning run in those championships, in those games in which they clinched, uh, down with Miami and also with the Arizona Diamondbacks. So it's like living out every Wisconsinite's dream. Comes home. And does something that no Wisconsinite has ever done, and that is become the winningest manager in Brewers history, has kept them relevant for the entire, almost the entire time he was the manager here, uh, and then ends up leaving uh, and, and says, look, uh, the Brewers, uh, Brewers and Council family dynamics were never repressed, and they can never be all about the money. You don't win rings with the Marlins and the Diamondbacks by repressing emotions, aiming uh, at the nouveau riche money. Uh, turning that all on its head, our amazingly impressive and long grown-up uh, son told us from the very beginning, it's about fairness. So, did he leave for the money, or did he leave about fairness? Craig, here's the the discussion about um, Craig Council this season. There are a lot of people that are pissed because he could have gone anywhere, anywhere, and except for the Cubs and maybe the Cardinals. And it would have been acceptable. It would have been acceptable. But it was the Cubs. It was kind of done under the cloak of darkness. And it was a surprise to everybody, including the Milwaukee Brewers. But we had a little bit of this discussion out in out at Super Bowl. Uh, but recently I had it, I, when we were down in Chicago this past weekend, I had it with a couple of people in Chicago that are Cubs fans. And I was talking to them about this as well. And Craig, there's two things about Craig. One is he's a hell of a manager. And the reason he was so highly sought after is because of what he's done with what many believe to be less. He's made the Brewers relevant. You look at where they're, they're picked now. They're picked with 77, 76 wins. And it's not just because you lost Corbin Burns. I mean, really, that's all you lost. You you got better at first base. All the talent you had last year is coming back this year, and for the most part, healthy. You know, uh, your bullpen is strong in the back. The young guys look to be really, really good. Even the guys that aren't even really in the thought of the rotation at this point, a guy like Mizorowski is beyond impressive. Things are, you know, coming up through the farm system, things are looking really good between Mitchell and Freelick and company, and then obviously Uribe and what he did last year, and Churios and that contract, and there's a lot of exciting things happening around the Brewers. And, oh, by the way, Christian Yelich got better last year. 
and you opened your eyes and went, oh, well, wait a minute, Christian Yelich is semi-back, and he looks bigger and stronger this year. You know, you've got a really, really, really good defensive gut on this team just up the middle. The battery is fantastic. Contreras was really, really good. Bryce Terang, is, he's, a, he's a highlight reel. And Willie Adamas, he had a bad year and still hit over 25 home runs. So, for the most part, sort of the, the, the top end of your rotation, things look really good for the Brewers on paper, and yet they're still picked to be bad. Why is that? It's part of the Craig Council effect because many believe that he did more and manipulated better the roster and the numbers and the sabermetrics and the statistics than any other manager in baseball. So the reason I bring all this up is Craig Council thinks of himself as a player. Still, he's got that mentality. And one of the things he wanted to do was raise the level of pay for all managers. Okay? You with me so far? Just like a player who sometimes maybe wants to remain with the team that he's with, but he knows that the, kind of the onus is upon him because he's the guy that's got the most eyes on him. So you got to go take the massive deal because that tie then raises all ships. And that's the responsibility Craig Council looked at himself and said, I can raise the level of pay for managers in Major League Baseball if I take a different deal. And again, you've got the Brewers sitting there going, wait a minute, we, we offered them the most money we've ever offered anybody. And it's woefully short of, <laughs> it, it's, it's, I don't want to hear that anymore out of the Brewers. Stop telling us how much you offered when somebody blew you out of the water. We've equated it to trying to walk in and go, you know what, I've never paid $100,000, but psh, for that Maserati, I'll pay 110000 That's the most I've ever offered. When you know that Maserati's going for 230000 it's like, go wipe your butt with your money. Get out of here, you know? And when he's getting $8.5 million and you're only offering $5.5 million, do the math. You're woefully short. So I don't want to hear that anymore. So he thought, I'm going to go do this. And, like it or not, he wanted to kind of keep the family near Milwaukee, which is still near and dear to his heart, and it's where his family, his kids, everybody's grown up. It's where his, his, his family is, even though his mom recently passed away. So all of that going on, he did what he felt he needed to do. And, oh, by the way, you've got a, a, an organization who's got money. He's like, I, I think I can win here. I can expand what I've done with the Brewers. You know, do I want to do it with the Cubs? Maybe not. might not be in his heart. But if they're going to treat him really well and they're going to pay him really well and they're going to make him promises, and as long as they're coming through in their promises, why be mad at him? If it was anybody else but the Cubs, I don't think we'd care. But it's the Cubs. So eventually, he's going to retire. He's going to be celebrated, um, you know, back in at American Family Field at some point, you would assume. And he'll get his, you know, right applause. But right now, you're going to love to hate him. But I, I, I'm not going to be a Cubs fan, I'll tell you that right now. And I found it interesting when we were in Chicago this weekend, he wasn't even mentioned. It was all about the players. It was all about we got interviews with this guy and that guy and this pitcher and this. Craig Council wasn't even interviewed. You know, we're here. It was Craig was always on the news. Craig was always being quoted. Craig was always uh, in front of the camera. Down there, it's all it's Ian Happ and whether or not Bellinger's coming back and they're interviewing all the other players about the moves that are being made and and it's 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 a different coverage. 
And counsel was nowhere to be found. Counsel wasn't even really mentioned, to be perfectly honest with you. So I, he, he did things in Milwaukee that are fantastic. I admit that. But I, I, I'm not a Craig Council hater. I just don't wish the Cubs success, if that makes sense. But I thought it was a really interesting piece in the Journal Sentinel today. You'll have to go read it. I mean, are you you're in the angry camp though, aren't you, Grant? Uh, I was gonna say I'm not angry, but that'd be a lie. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm angry, of course. Yeah. yeah. What an what an ass! Like respectfully, like yeah. Right. We've been distracted by football, but yes, I'm very angry at Craig Council. Yeah. I, uh, I I know there's a there's a hardcore group that does that. Now let me ask you this: Let's I'm I'm only throwing this out there because this was also brought up. Let's say the Brewers are exactly as projected; they're a 77 win team, and you've got the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Reds battling for the top spot in the National League Central. Does your heart at all want to see Craig Council succeed? I will, I will cheer against Craig Council in every baseball game he manages this season. <laughs> I don't care who it's against. I, I, I don't care. I don't, he could be playing against the Nazi party, could launch a baseball team. And I would I, be like, man, I don't know. Yeah. I love your consistency. I really do. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. 877-867-1670. Hey, this weekend, starting tonight, uh, really, the nice ash. They have live entertainment uh, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday as well. And if you're thinking about heading out, maybe downtown Waukesha, 323 West Main Street, downtown, and you can stop in. Whether it's for a cigar, whether it's for a hookah, or you just want to go in and see some great people, just take a load off, relax, listen to some music. Uh, you know, God, it's it's such an eclectic mix too. It's really really cool, because one night you'll get just uh, you know a guy down there jamming on a guitar. Then the next night you'll get maybe a blues or jazz band. The next night you just get a, a party band. I mean, it's just it's just such a cool mix of music that they have each and every week. So stop in, and whether it's bourbons or whiskeys that you like or a good cigar, whatever it happens to be, that's theniceash.com, theniceash.com, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, and make sure you tell them that we sent you in. Um, Let's see here. Uh, I'm kind of looking, kind of looking for, uh, I was looking for a lot of reaction to the Brewers thing. And uh, look, uh, I'm I'm reading some of this stuff. I shouldn't do it on the air, but I am. The whole thing with Craig Council going to the Cubs, and we've kind of been through this, so maybe it's just old news. But I get it as a Brewers fan. There's no way you, you just you, you you you. It's kind of like when Favre went to the Vikings. Now some people rooted for Favre. 
because they felt Favre got dealt a bad hand in Green Bay and they were anti-Ted Thompson. So if Craig Council, say say Craig was like, nah, I'm making $3.5 million. The Cubs are offering me $8.5 million, and it's public. And Mark Antanasio says, well, we've never paid over 5 and, a half, and he just refused to move. Then all of us would be like, ah, God, how do you how do you how do you turn that down? Or how do you let him go? Now there's some fans, if you want to say fans, that didn't think Craig Council was a good manager to begin with. So for some of you, it's like, okay, good riddance, who cares? But for a lot of people, and and the ad campaigns remember that the Brewers kind of built some of that season ticket juice with. Remember the campaign that Council had? where he said, I grew up here, I'm from here. Uh, he, it was a really moving commercial that said, I want to win a championship here. This is my goal. You know, it was, it was, it really tugged at your hometown heartstrings. So then to turn around and go to the Cubs, which is the biggest rival and the pain in the ass and the people we don't like and yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, it kind of, it struck a chord. I don't think there's many people that can say, oh man, boy, I'm going to root for the Cubs now. Some will, because they like counsel. But I, I can't bring myself, even if the Brewers are out of it, I can't bring myself to, to root for the Cubs. I just, I can't. I can't do it. You know? Can't do it. The Favre thing even was, I remember when the Vikings went to the NFC Championship game against the New Orleans Saints. They had a gathering at Stenny's, and I went with it. We, we got a whole table. We had like 10 of us, group of friends. And, I mean, every time Favre got hit, every time there was a, a positive play for New Orleans, people were standing and cheering and going nuts, and it was Favre. It was Favre. It was the guy that brought the title back to Titletown with Reggie White. I mean, it was Favre, you know. So I, I, I get it. There's, there's a loyalty there. I can't, can't deny that. I would never root for anything ill on Craig. The one thing I will do, and I don't want to tell you this because this is my business, but the one thing I will find myself doing is probably listening to a little more post-game Cubs baseball. <laughs> just just to see what they're saying about about Craig. You know? I man. I'll take it one step further. I might call. Cubs post game shows <laughs> as a Cubs fan and see if I can stir stuff up. Like, yeah, I, I think he needs to bunt more. I mean, this guy, he's too woke. He's too modern. Yeah. I, I'm going to do my best to to rile up the Cubs fans against right. him. I'm going to go behind right. enemy lines. Yeah, no, I I get it. I there's there's some that just hold steadfast. Like you just you're going to the prom with the other girl, and we're pissed. It's not going to happen. Never going to happen here. <laughs> so. I will look for uh, many appearances of one Grant Bills on the uh, the Cubs postgame show. I'll look for that. <laughs> um, yeah, David says, I recall Favre, though, actually thinking fans were more for him than Green Bay and would root for Minnesota. He found out the hard way. Nope. No, but there was quite a few Favre jerseys in, you know, at Lambeau and still are. There still are. I mean – I remember when Favre, and then, then again, it was a lot of people that infiltrated Lambeau Field from, you know, the West. But I remember people walking around with those split green and purple jerseys with the four on it. 
you know, more than a few were walking around at Lambeau Field. And that was, again, it was different because people felt that Brett was forced out. Brett wanted to come back. He wanted to lead that team. And, you know, and, and really it came down to a pissing match between him and Ted Thompson, and Ted made the right move. But people felt like Brett was done dirty. And in reality, it was just the, the organization got tired of the, the antics, so they said we're moving on. But because I like now, I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers returning to Lambeau Field and anybody at Lambeau Field rooting for the Jets. I, I just couldn't imagine it. Couldn't happen because it, it was just done differently. There had been so much abrasiveness that uh, that had been dealt out via Aaron Rodgers that I think everybody is just a Packers fan. They believe they made the right move. They're all in on Jordan Love and they're, they've moved on. But Council, I think he tried to do two things: one, stay close to home, and two, tried to raise the raise the raise the tide for all managers out there, and he did, and he did. So, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, you can do so. Find us over on Twitter as well at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels or at Wisco Grant. Those are the ways to get hold of us, or just email the program simply thebillmichaels at gmail dot com. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. There is one place in Milwaukee that's got everything under one roof. It's got uh, nightlife. It's got good food. It's got gaming action. You can stay there, eat and sleep there. You got all kinds of good stuff. That is Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. It's everything under one roof. They have so they have a big food court there now with the street eats. They've got the Dream Dance Steakhouse, Rui which is uh, the kind of Asian cuisine fusion. You've got the Rock and Brews that's there, the sports book that's there, gaming slots, bingo. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And the hotel, which is absolutely fabulous. So check out our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com, PaysBig.com. Even if you're looking for a night out or maybe you're coming to town and to see a Brewers game, it's right down the street, right down Canal Street from the, you know, the stadium. So maybe you think to yourself, eh, it might be a place I want to stay, party, have some fun, head over to the Brewers game, check it out, come back. A lot of great stuff down there at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Again, goes to, go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to our buddy Brewer Mike. Brewer Mike is on the line. Brewer Mike, how you been, my friend? Well, unit 2024 started out like 2023. Crap. But anyway. <laughs> Um, Tell me about and it. Speaking of crap, um, I, I'm sorry to hear about your accident. I've had nine concussions myself, and I'll tell you what. Whew. Yeah. The the last one, whew, man, I ended up, I, I was doing a football game in Oconomowoc, and I got tackled by four kids, and next thing I know, I'm in Oconomowoc Hospital. Yeah. So it was uh, football. How much, longer was, are you gonna do the, how much longer are you going to do the referee and the umpire thing? Because you've been doing that for like 30 years, man. 36 years this year, buddy. Yeah. Um, I've done close to 17,000 games, including all the sports that I've done. I saw that. Um, I know Kevin Holden uh, wants to do my 7,000 game uh, with Channel uh, 58. Maybe you guys could maybe uh, announce that day out at Conkle Park in Greenfield. Okay. Okay. Maybe we will. We'll, That's not we'll, a bad we'll, way to go. We'll arrange that. 
It should be sometime uh, probably mid-season here. Okay. Probably like June or July. So. All right. It depends on the me, teams. Yeah, we'll give you a shout out. yeah. Right. Um, what? The 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 thing at hand. You're talking about council, okay? I worked for the Brewers. <clears throat> I started in '75, and I would see this little kid with John Council, and he would walk around, and he had Brewer hats on, and he was kind of like the Mike, you know, Brewer Mike, you know, a little snot-nosed kid had his little Brewer jacket on that was too big or too small or whatever. Had his glove in his hand. He played catch with, you know, Dick Davis, Jim Wolford. I'm going way back, okay. And, you know, when he when he got, you know, went to Notre Dame and, you know, he got, I kind of forgot about him, you know, because he played for the Marlins and then he played for Arizona. But then when he came back, and I guess what gets me, and, and your producer, uh, we, we had a little fun talk on, 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 on before we started talking to you. He said something that really got me two years ago mm-hmm. on his commercial. He said, I'm a brewer for life. Right. Okay. Tell me one other person that said that. Yes, Robin Yount. Okay. Yeah. Robin Yount had opportunity after opportunity. And I, I don't want to speak for Robin, but I know Robin real well. And I'm not going to say some of the things he said to me, but the basically what he said to me is he had – plenty of opportunities to go elsewhere okay right. he did go to arizona and coach for a while but his heart is here okay mm-hmm. and i think the only other guy we have right now that's like that is Giannis. okay for craig council to get on tv with this little uh warm and fuzzy thing about you know i'm a brewer for life and uh you know my family's here and da 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 it's bs it's slapping us in the face and I know, Bill, you don't want to cause controversy here, okay? But I don't care if he, if the Cubs gave him $20 million a year, okay? The Brewers can't afford that. Yes, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But you are a Brewer, okay? How, how would that be if – I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll make a good example, okay? And I, and I know you're a Cincinnati guy, okay? Mm-hmm. But if Cincinnati offered you – twice the amount of money right now to go broadcast there. You would probably go back because you're from Cincinnati and I would get it. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You'd be loyal to where you basically started your, you know, your career. But for, for Craig council to slap us in the face, I, I, I can't, I can't ever, I cannot ever cheer for him. I, I'm very sorry that his mother died. Um, I know his father real well, and I, I hope his father's doing well after his mother passed. I'm not wishing any you know bad things for him. The only thing I'm wishing is that the Cubs suck. And for him, <laughs> I mean, right. Bill, Bill, let's face it. Okay, you've been to plenty of Brewer games. Yeah. When the Cubs are here, it makes me want to vomit because there's there's 80 percent Cub fans. Okay. Mm-hmm. But working there, the, the worst fans were the Cardinal fans because they, they keep throwing this 82 crap at us. Right. But getting, getting back to the Cub games, how do you think this I, – I, I hate to say this, but I think it's going to be 50-50 for that first Cubs game because I'll tell you what, I bought I – I'm not going to say how many, but I bought a lot of tickets, and I'm going to scalp the hell out of them 
for Cub fans to come in. I don't care. But you know what? Hey, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Council Council's a traitor and I, I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a big sign and they probably won't let me bring it in. But I'm gonna say, Council, you're a sellout to, to your city that you loved. Mike, I tell you what, I gotta run music's playing at the top of the hour. Great to talk to you. We'll kinda go a little bit further on this later in the program. Stick around. We got a lot more of the Bill Michaels show. That is Brewer Mike, and he's not happy at all. He's ready for the season, buying up tickets. High pricing them to Cubs fans, bringing in signs. He is uh, the number one entry into the Grant Bills fan club. (laughs) Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next.